Picture this, two guys trapped in the South Charleston Public Library. One guy loves movies, the other, well, he'd rather be watching reality TV. Can they survive each other's films? Find out on Real Opposites, a library podcast about movies. Hosted by Josh and Aaron from the South Charleston Public Library. Hey guys, welcome back to Real Opposites. I'm Aaron. And I'm Josh. And we are back to discuss the movies we chose last time, Black Dynamite and Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Yep. Uh, We're going to talk about Bodies, Bodies, Bodies first, I think. That's right. Okay. So what is it about Bodies, Bodies, Bodies that speaks to you as a... As a it's a creature of the universe. <laughs> you always go really deep, and then the movies are not that I pick. That's um, the reason you like these movies so much. I like fun stuff, fun yeah. movies. But it was it's a newer movie, 2022. Yeah, it's last year. I liked that it was kind of like a mystery thriller type movie, but it was updated to current times. Yeah, it's a bit like an Agatha Christie kind of yeah. vibe. It's like a whodunit. Yeah, um, Twitter I, generation. For what? The Twitter generation. or Exactly. TikTok generation TikTok, is exactly yeah. what it was. Oh, uh, yeah. Twitter's your grandparents now. Yeah, that's yeah. very mm-hmm. true. Grandparents and politicians. <laughs> but um, I just I just found it a fun movie. I, I enjoyed the plot of it and the twist. I didn't see it coming the first time no, I watched it. I didn't it. either. Like, you don't see that coming. No. Made the movie better. So yeah. much better. That's that's what I say. Like yeah. I, I like a whodunit, but most of the time you're like, mm, that's probably the person. But it led you, it did a good job of making you think it was different people throughout mm-hmm. the movie. And yeah. then turns out it's nobody. Yeah. Spoilers. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's what this podcast is for. Yeah. If you haven't watched it, then you know. Maybe <laughs> Paul's <SOL>. right here. Um Yeah, no, I like I like that. The ending really did, because I thought it was okay. Mm-hmm. And then the ending really made me laugh really hard. Right. And put the rest of the film in context. The movie made me feel old. Cause mm-hmm. it, <laughs> it's just like, I have nothing in common with these people. Right. And the way they talk and just the, I don't know, that the, the hard the, partying and the, the atmosphere and like, yeah. you know. Uh, I liked Lee Pace a lot. I thought he was. He's probably my favorite character. He's Greg, yeah. He was Thanderl in the Hobbit movies, among other things. Yes. And I was reading the trivia. He did practice the champagne with mm-hmm. his sword from the Hobbit. Oh, that's <laughs> like he was practicing that. From where he does it in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I like the kind of like, you know, the one up, the kind of like macho one-upsmanship between him and Pete Davidson was funny. And, yeah. And I liked when he walked away when Pete Davidson slapped him. Yeah, <laughs> when they were playing a game where you slap somebody beside you. Yeah, well, I think he punched him or something. Yeah, like he full on, he full on punched him. Yeah. yeah, not a game I'd I'd play. No, but it was it was okay. Like uh, it just it does it's not it's not made for me. Yeah, but even there, like I still it still had a pretty good time with it. Like it's an okay whodunit. Right. You know, if you take away all the you know, the characteristics of the the characters and you know right the lang- I, like their you know their their language the way they talk and everything like it's still a pretty decent who done it with a great a great twist i cannot 
Yeah. I cannot overstate <laughs> how good that twist is. Well, I think as far as the language and everything like that, it was aimed at a specific audience. And it, it is, It's yeah. definitely below us. But I, I found it fun. And you're right. The twist at the end, which obviously we're just going to go ahead and talk about. <laughs> I mean, the whole movie. Hey, you, idiot, just playing with a sword. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, the, I mean, you have, you have a person that dies in the beginning, and then they're trying to figure out who it is, which in turn, yeah. there's tons of murder. They end up. It's a good example of mass hysteria as well. Yeah, and it's showing the like the paranoia of exactly several people crammed together in the same place with with no electric, no you know. Right. Yeah, because there's a storm shuts it down. Hurricane or whatever. Doing some dumb stuff. Can we talk about how stupid hurricane parties are, real quick? Yeah, I didn't know it was a real thing. So I'm from South Carolina, and we get hurricanes and. Hurricane parties are hurricanes. You're you're in West Virginia. Say hurricane. (laughs) Hurricanes. Um, I can say it slower if you need help. That's why I've Um, never heard of a hurricane party. A hurricane party, I'm there, but (laughs) hurricane parties are for pretty. I mean, older people do it too. It's it's universally a dumb thing to do. But there's like two camps for hurricane parties. Either you're too poor to get out of town, so you're just like, well, buy some beers and we'll just ride it try out. to ride it out, which is the sad take on a hurricane party. But mostly people who stay during a hurricane are in the young invincible stage of their life. Yeah. And they just think nothing bad can happen to them. Right. So they stay and party when a storm that very much levels buildings and trees and kills lots and lots of people, rolls through. Right. And that's so this immediately for me, as someone <laughs> from there, I immediately thought everyone in that house deserved to die. Just <laughs> yeah. for just for being there. Yeah. Like... And I think I think in a way you don't really feel bad. They're all horrible people. Except for the the one girl. The uh B. Yes. Yeah. B. Like all of them are contemptible like i didn't right. like anyone and i was like uh, okay die yeah um, and i don't think it's, it's like meant to like, be that you no i don't no i think the movie house. is is mocking this oh, way yeah. of life and these people and 100%. like the, the superficiality of their existence on mm-hmm. social media and making tiktok videos like that's all they exist to do right um, except for b who's uh, just a seems like a, just a decent person, normal person. Just trying to impress her girlfriend. Yeah. yeah. So I think that that's the thing I liked about the most about the movie is I did feel like it was making fun. Of, yeah. Of that that crowd. So yeah. I was. It's definitely was also a that. comedy for sure. It is. Yeah. There's definitely some funny stuff. Yeah. But and the kills are pretty good too. Like they are, and I think it's not a the, lot of people in the movie, and you nah, have there's only five you have five kills. Die. Yeah. Like there's a body count of five. That's pretty good. Was there like eight people in the movie? Yeah. So. Something like that. Yeah. But that's also the risky run. I mean, if I mean, I guess that's not really what's going for. If I don't, if I don't find anybody really sympathetic or interesting, then mm-hmm. I don't really have much to get invested in. So I feel like there's a lot of films made like that, especially recently in the last ten or years or so, where Right. It's just trying to be clever instead of focusing on audience empathy. Yeah. And trying to get me as an audience member invested in a character. Yeah. And in a situation. Because, I mean, I mean, it's basically just kind of like a slightly smarter slasher, like an 80s slasher. Right. Except it just With no slasher. With no real slasher. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and I like the, I mean, there's things, you know, and I like that part of it, like the paranoia and just how stupid they are. Yeah, so you know, I they mean, don't, nobody just stops and thinks, wait, 
how did he like yeah you know, like let's in, let's see what happened you know yeah so i mean four of your this deaths, is what happens when you don't play clue as a child right and you're just we're making tiktok videos exactly so children be play, safe play some board games read some books <laughs> don't be dumb and be on tiktok all the time right yeah so i mean it it and it actually had a different ending when they were shooting this it was supposed to be that there was a killer but they were like i don't like that yeah so they ended up making Pete Davidson's character. He's outside with a cool sword. I still, I see it. I still see it. It's so and funny. he's just swinging around and he just slices his own neck. <laughs> so then everybody gets paranoid because they're like, who did it? Who did it? Who did it? There's only so many of us. There's a storm going on. Electric's yeah. out. And then all the other deaths are... Them killing each other. Them killing each other. Yeah. Oh, it's really And funny. it's all... All that panic and that mass hysteria. And I think that's why I enjoy this movie is I don't feel like I needed to care for any of those characters. All of them were expendable and they were supposed to be. And I think for me, it was more about than having empathy for them, but just seeing the the mass hysteria and the way people react when something's going wrong. Yeah. I mean, I think it's definitely satirizing that. Oh, yeah. The mind, mindset of that generation. Yeah. But, I mean, you said earlier, like, the ending just kind of pulled it all together for you. It does, yeah. And it does, if I think. Had, if they just had, like, a, some one of them was the killer. It wouldn't it have been good. No, it would have. I agree. If it was just a killer, I don't think I would have enjoyed it no. as much. But when that happens, it just pulls it all together, and it's just such a great death. It's so fun. Because he, like, <laughs> plays playing with it for a while, and he, like, drops it a couple times, I think, and then he's just like, <laughs> Yep. <laughs> Just slices it right open. Um, so, I mean, it's funny. I, I really enjoy the ending. Yeah. And I think it does wrap up the whole movie to be, it, it makes it a decent movie. Yeah. Uh, with the ending that they chose, which props on them for changing that. Yeah, that's that's smarter than to not stick with just because it was in the original script or whatever. Right. The original writer of this wrote a short called Cat Person. Mm-hmm. That was on Shutter. Um, that's really good. But the original script had took place in a snowstorm. Okay. So that already more likable, but it did have a real killer. You're stuck at home in a snowstorm, nothing to do but party. Fine. Yeah. Right. Parties, man. We're less likely way, to die. Less likely to die in a snowstorm, unless uh, there's a murder in your house. I was really surprised to see Lee Pace in this. I know he doesn't get like a ton of work, but he's really good. So I was he like, is. I went like, to this with low expectations. He's, and he's very, he's a very versatile actor. I like when he shows up in anything. The Fall is my favorite movie of his. Have you seen it? Is that the new, where they're stuck on the tower? He plays a stuntman. It's really beautiful. He's a stuntman that was oh, injured. Oh, the, like, the Tarzan movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. He's the he's the main character in the yeah. Max Bandit, and that and that movie is gorgeous. And if yeah. you haven't seen it, Aaron, I'm gonna make you watch Tarzan it. Tarzan makes point. he makes. Did you ever see the Cell with Jennifer Lopez and mm-hmm. Vince Vaughn about a serial killer and she has to go in his dreams? No, but I've always heard. You're it gonna watch good. that one at some point. It's yeah. really trippy. The visuals are mm-hmm. outstanding. Sounds that, like, like something I would like. Film. The Fall is one of the first movies that like just mm-hmm. the set design and the lighting and. The, it's just pretty. it's very painterly it's beautiful yeah. well speaking speaking of lighting i was reading a thing about this the bodies 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 and it was kind of cool because they had the cast had to be taught kind of how to light themselves and light the scene because the only lighting they were using since the power was out was like Third cell day. phones headlamps glow tubes yeah and that's really what lighting they used so they had to kind of go through a little like course on how to 
on lighting for the movie. I thought yeah. that was really cool. I like that, but it also kind of took me out of it. There's one scene where the girl, I think it's where she finds the girl at the bottom of the stairs, and she's freaking out. And it's really dark. The other girl, it's really dark, and she points the flashlight at her face, which is a nonsensical thing to do in the dark when you're scared. Yeah. Because, like, that doesn't help you see. That just, yeah. you know, that helps. I, and that one got me. I was like, I see that they're trying to light themselves and I get it. I don't think I noticed that as much because I, I assumed it was just like her freaking out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you just do dumb stuff when you freak out. Yeah. So. But I think if you're scared and you're going to be looking with the light Possibly, instead of yeah. having it on your own face. It's just my thought. But, Unless you're scared enough that you don't want to see what's going on. Right. Same as like a kid crawls under a blanket in the dark. I guess that's true. But yeah, I mean, I think just overall the movie is funny and it is definitely poking fun at society as it is now, which is, and I think it does a good job of it. It's kind of like it's not in your face per se, but it's there. It's just the fact that it's part of their lives. The TikTok and the, yeah. the partying and things like that. Yeah, I mean, it feels like it's not like over, overly pushed. Like right. That, all that, but it's just... That's just how that age people are now. Yeah, we know? see it all the time in the library. We do. <laughs> people making TikToks, like in the bathroom. Don't. I don't get it, but yeah. as long as they're not swinging a sword, I guess. Because it turns out that's not smart. Don't do it on a library property. <laughs> <laughs> did you guys want to know more about B? Because I did. Yeah, I mean, I like I liked <laughs> her, and I like that actress. She was in the... The Borat movie, mm-hmm. the last Borat. She's really great. She's his daughter. She was the girlfriend, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, I feel she's like the, the Russian. I, no, I didn't because, and I think it's designed that you don't know much mm-hmm. about her because this she is a tight killer. friend group yeah. and she is really put on as the killer, first of all. And I think the slow reveal of who she is keeps you guessing because you don't really find out about her till the end. Yeah. yeah. Everyone else is fumbly and useless mm-hmm. and she is a super cool head. Right. The whole time, which, you know. Could also make you look like a killer. Kind of makes you look like a killer. (laughs) But also, she's from a poor family. She's clearly has an accent. Like, I just want to know. Is she from, like, a war zone somewhere? And is, like, has, you know, because why does, why is her immediate thought to really capably kill a man with a kettlebell? It feels like she's been in this situation before. A couple of times. I never thought of it like that. She throws the other girl over the rail, like using like a really cool like combat kind of throw. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to know. I'm curious Mm. about B. I want to know. I want to know what happened in her life that made her prepared (laughs) for this situation. I was going to say, maybe you can petition for like a sequel (laughs) about. Yeah, there you go. I want a prequel about. A prequel about B. Yes. I don't think I'd watch it, but I mean, some people obviously would. Tell you what, I think she was a neat character. Yeah, I didn't want to know anything any more than I needed to about any of those characters. Yeah, I was to be honest. Okay, when they died. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I liked that. I liked that it didn't yeah. affect me when they died because they all died in such stupid well, I think ways. I know, like I think that's in a lot of slashers, especially modern ones. Like they definitely set up certain characters. Like oh, this is like the douchey. Jock or you right. know, this is you, know, you just hate these characters. And you're like, yeah, you're gonna die. Yeah, that's the point mm-hmm. with this one. And it's not like <clears throat> so much a cliche as it is in a lot of other slasher movies, right? And I think that's kind of what kept you guessing too. Yeah, because so, you don't really have feelings for any of these characters, so 
it it could be anybody. Yeah. So yeah, I think that was it was a smart play overall. Yeah, and I think that's I think that's one thing about this movie that I also like is I do think it's a smart movie. I think the way they they did it was very smart. I love how like narrow the scope of it is. Think that it feels low budget, but it feels low budget in a good. It almost way. feels like. It, it should like you're yeah. there at the party watching all this happen. Yeah, kind and of you're thing. just like kind of flying a wall while all this unfolds. Right. I think it's. I think it's again like you said. Like they don't have a killer, and I think that's so good. It was so good because it like it works. Yeah. Because it's like, oh well, like how could they have been there and here without multiple ones of them killing? Because I thought that was how it was going to go. That was my play out. Is they were like. One person killed him, right? And then everyone else is like, "Cool, this is my opportunity to get rid of these people who I secretly hate, yeah. that are my best friends." That was how it went, and I was like, "I'm, I like this, like that." It was just yeah. like this yeah. is a series of unfortunate events, so to speak. Right? Um, yeah, basically. I mean, made by stupid people, but yeah. Well, they're children. Let's remember. Yeah, I mean, they're in their twenties. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't yeah, know. but how dumb were you in your twenties? I wasn't swinging a sword at my own throat. That's true. Yeah, I mean, Pete Davidson's <laughs> like, what is he, like, in his 30s, right? Yeah. But his character's not. The only character yeah, I mean, that's 30. older is Greg. Yeah, the he only, did look old. Yeah, the only character that's older is, like, Greg. Yeah. I think. Who, by the way, also didn't make great Mm-mm. choices. He goes off to, what, have light therapy on his face in the middle of a room, and then... When the girls come in and start accusing him, he starts, like, joking back by pushing them. And I'm like, that's <laughs> going to make things worse. Well, he thinks they're just messing. I mean. I get they it. They had already been messing with him. Like, that's you true. Know, that is true. They felt like the outsider. They felt but like it got to a point where it's like, mm, I probably would have stopped. In fact, I think if I was there, I probably would have just left. And, yes, they didn't have a car, but I have feet. <laughs> like, I don't know why that wasn't an option. Like, well, it was a hurricane. Okay. And the car was broken. These people are killing each other. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not just saying. I mean, <laughs> Go sit outside or something. I don't know. In the hurricane? See, I think you're <laughs> underestimating how dangerous a hurricane is, which is what these children were doing also. <laughs> I guess that's true. Yeah, like, you know, 90 mile an hour. Winds. Sustained winds are not fun. They yeah. don't feel good. I guess that's true. You can go sit in the car, I guess, and hope you don't get blown away or... yeah. That's what, flooded or something. That's what B's immediate thing is when she gets locked outside. Or um, even if, like, I went to a different room and just locked myself in. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I'm not involved. I'm just kidding. Like, there's a murder yes. or there's not. Either way, you guys are crazy. I like Lee Pace's character, though. I kind of felt bad for him. But also, I kind of felt like, I mean... This is why you don't hang out with 20-year-olds in your 30s. Right, right. That's um, true, too. Um, they're a little behind developmentally. Yeah. I mean, he also brought that emergency, like, kit of machetes and things like that. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's something you disclose to a group of people that you're going to be with during a hurricane. Because also, if it's there for safety, everybody else needs to know where it is. Hey, guys, you know, I know we're riding on a hurricane, but I brought all these automatic weapons. Right. And, you know. Like, that that makes you a little suspicious. Yeah. No. Uh, I probably would have thought the same thing if we were, like, get in his bag and it's just weapons. We never know. It could be a crocodile could get in the house. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but but in that case, it'd be great if everybody else knew those weapons were there. It's true. It, what if you? What if he was the one that was getting bit by the crocodile? You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just overall, I think it's a it's a fun movie, yeah, and was... the ending you don't see it coming. And I loved the ending. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, the ending it. made the movie. 
yeah. if you don't have that ending, I would not have remembered anything about the movie. Right. And what's also great is you get the reveal of he he killed himself basically on accident. But then Max, who they talk about through the movie, is a friend that like they had gotten an argument and he left. Max shows up at the end and is just like, What happened? Yeah. And there's like a dead body there. Like no rea- it's just like, <laughs> What happened here? Just another day? <laughs> Well, see that somebody's dead here. Uh, I'll just <laughs> yeah. head over to Walmart and get some water. <laughs> One of my favorite <laughs> bits in this movie of this is like first world problems on cocaine, so to speak. Like it's just uh, literally on cocaine. And literally. But, you know, everything that they complain about and all that stuff feels really like. And I really love uh, Alice and uh, I can't remember the other girl's name. It's Jordan. They come into conflict and like Alice is like, you're upper middle class. Your parents were professors. (laughs) Like, you know, and she's like kind of has the sob story of being like bootstraps. Yeah. And it's kind of leans into that. Nobody is bootstraps. Like people don't. Typically (laughs) rocket into a upper middle class friend group with money without money. Um, Yeah. Like that's like a Jocasta from last night in Soho. Exactly, yes. So brave. So brave. So brave. So brave. <laughs> <laughs> it, honestly, yeah. I feel like all of these girls felt like Jocasta. Oh, 100%. It's just, I feel like this movie is like poking fun generationally, mm-hmm. but I think it's kind of has the, it's a really narrow lens on a generation because people that make movies, by the time they're making movies like these, tend to be. Uh, affluent and so their exposure to Gen Z so to speak is affluent Gen Z ears. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like this really narrow I mean, but I don't think scope. it would be as as fun to watch a movie like this about like you were saying there's two types of people that do hurricane parties. Yeah. Like mm, the like people we're that, stuck here. The people that are just stuck and like Drinking beer, like I just don't think that would have made the, the yeah. same kind of no, movie. No, because you like, wouldn't want them to, to die. Like you'd yeah. feel that they would all be B effectively. Because yeah. they and they are like, not there by choice. Yeah. Right. They're there yeah. because they have no other way out. Yeah. Right. So might as well just ride through it. So yeah. it's like that's kind of I don't know. I would. That's one of the things I thought about is like it's kind of commentary on class, and I don't even know if that was intentional. Well, I think how it is. much I mean, they know about the culture of hurricane parties, so to speak. But so. Overall, Josh, I liked it. Yeah, I mean, like it doesn't really speak to me, right? Or it doesn't really connect in any way. But I mean, it's generally pretty clever, and the ending's great. Yeah. So, I like it. I, okay. I mean, like I said, I think that's one of my favorite things is there's some good laughs and the fact that you're not attached to them. You know, there's some good deaths. Yeah, and I don't and, think, it's, and it's not just dumb kind of slasher, right? Like it does. It is generally like pretty clever, and it kind of is poking fun at. People that I'm fine poking fun at, so yeah, <laughs> and and with a great ending, I with mean, a great ending, yeah, can't can't beat a good twist. You can't. That's a good one. Do you have Josh? Do you have a favorite scene? Well, aside from the ending, I like the the <laughs> flat game or whatever. Uh, and apparently, with Lee Pace's approval, Pete Davidson did just punch him. Like that was a real yeah, punch. and you can see it in yeah. Lee Pace's face because the way he just. Yeah. Collects himself and walks away because you know, like Lee Pace could just destroy him if he wanted. Right. Like he's a he's a bigger dude and he's just older. You know, and the way he I don't know his reaction that was that was very that was a lot of fun. That whole that whole scene was really good because I like that kind of like because it's kind of earlier in the movie and it kind of mm-hmm. builds a little bit of suspense, like how like 
it's a weird game to play yeah <laughs> in the first place and also you know you're just meeting the characters and it's a good way to kind of create some tension right. right off the bat so and, yeah i like that and like that's that also game. where the name for the movie came from because the game they're playing is called oh, bodies bodies okay. bodies yeah it's a game that a lot of people play and it's, it's an improv game it's called different things it's just funny because you kind of, you do see a little bit more of the people mm-hmm. there. Like, you know, B doesn't even want to slap somebody and you kind of see she's more timid and things like that. So you yeah. get a little bit of personality during that scene as well, Yeah, which I think is good because once again, you don't really get to know them, which I also think is good, but a little bit of personality helps. You yeah. can see that they're all pretty comfortable with each other. For the most part, right. like they all have their connection. So like they're willing to smack each other real hard. And they also all have, you can hate the simmer of like, yeah, yeah, we're just, all frenemies. Like we're not yeah. really friends. There's this underbelly of contempt. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's a social deduction game. Uh, Lee Pace mentions, oh, are y'all done playing werewolf? Which is another yes. social deduction game. Werewolf. It's like the same thing. Basically. Among Us is one is one that's like played video game wise. Blood on the Clock Tower is a really great social deduction game. Um, we played one back in college and I forget what it was, what we called it. Mm-hmm. But it was the same thing as Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. I mean, somebody was the killer and killed people, basically. And you have to figure it out. Yeah. And execute them. But it's kind of, it's also, it's just kind of neat because it. They weave that game in throughout. At one time when they're trying to figure out the killer, they're like, oh, but they were the killer in the game, too, and this and that. And it just, like, helped raise the hysteria. Yeah. But, I mean, of course, I think all of our favorite scenes would be the ending. The ending is great. I also enjoyed the scene. It's the one where they have the gun. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, yeah. I can't remember the girl's name that ends up dying in that scene. Alice. Yeah, so when Alice, and that's the only, I will say, that's the only death that I almost felt bad for was Alice, because I felt like she was just so, didn't have common sense, Mm. that I think it seemed like she was pretty aloof and not even understanding what was happening, Yeah, and then she accidentally gets shot. But the argument between those girls was a lot of that class type stuff. Innocent in a dumb way. Yes. Alice, yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed that, them bickering over like the dumbest stuff. While waving a gun around, mm-hmm. like it just fit that that movie. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I, I really love Jordan's reaction. She shoots her, and Alice goes, "You shot me!" And she just goes, "No." <laughs> when she, when she like, shot her in the leg, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the one that didn't kill her. <laughs> no, I did not. And it's like you obviously did. Yeah, and it you're kinda, the one with the gun. It really like zoned in on like the denial of responsibility that right. all of these people are having with the situation they're in right now. Um, good movie. Solid yeah. flick. Yes. Solid. Better right. than Tammy. <laughs> I think it might fall for me for horror movies. I think it might fall in with, uh, was it Hellfest? Yeah. Like it might yeah. recede into the recesses of my mind really easily. Yeah. But I think if someone's like, yeah, this one, I'm like, oh, yeah, that was good. And that's kind of why I was excited to watch it, because I do feel like it's something that's going to recede. You don't really it's not super memorable except no. for the ending. Yeah. And I, mean, I remember it a lot more in Hellfest. I didn't really. Yeah. That one. that one felt like the kind of like not clever. Mm hmm. Cliche yeah. slasher, and this one at least had a little bit more of a bite. Or the better example, The Guest. Like, The Guest is a really good movie, but I forget about it. I remember a lot of The Guest. Like, yeah. the, the Guest is pretty memorable to me. I know. Like, the soundtrack and the, yeah. the specific scenes, like, the, where he's buying the guns and the whole ending at the the dance and everything. I like that movie a lot. 
Yeah. It was good. But I guess we also think Bodies, Bodies, Bodies was good in its own way. Yeah, it was okay. So that was all right. I'd recommend it like for a watch. Yeah, I think but it's a fun I'm not one to like watch. Go out of my way, like, yeah, you need to watch this. This right. is a great film. No, yeah. it's just like, yeah, it's okay. I think it would, I think it would be fun to watch with people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'd be good. Uh, because you're getting people's different reactions and stuff like that. Yeah, like a good you know, audience participation. Yeah, kind of movie. I think so. Especially the first time. I don't know if it works. It doesn't. That's the thing. The ending doesn't really work the second time. Right. Like it. It doesn't have a lot of. I don't think so. It doesn't have. Does it have a lot of replay value. Because once you know, I mean, that, I, I still enjoyed it the second time. Yeah. Which I saw it in theaters when it came out. Yeah. So it had been since then. I had forgotten a lot of bits and pieces, but I knew that I remembered the main thing. But it it still was enjoyable. Yeah. Okay. Well, cool. So, and I guess that will wrap up our discussion on bodies, bodies, bodies. So we'll go to some messages from the library, and then we'll come back and talk about Black Dynamite. Dynamite. Dynamite! 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 Alright guys, this is Toby and Kendall here with some announcements from the library. On April 17th, we have a book signing uh, from Angela Richards, who is one of the co-authors of A Hundred Things to Do in West Virginia Before You Die. So if you'd like to come by and check that out, it will start at 5 p.m. on Monday, April 17th. And then on Monday, April 24th, we have a paint and plant class where we will be painting terracotta flower pot and you'll have a nice little green friend to take home with you. Registration is recommended. We may be full at the time this episode airs and that will be starting at 5 30. I'm gonna pass it over to Kendall with announcements from Youth Services. Hey everybody this is Kendall. We are well into April but still have lots of great programs going on. As always we have our Tuesday and Thursday story times. Tuesday we've been doing alphabets and And we, yesterday, wrapped up our last 26th letter, the letter Z. And so on the 18th at 10.30, uh, that story time will be an alphabet celebration. We'll have some special treats and games to celebrate getting through the alphabet. The following week, we will start just having our regular story times again on Tuesdays. And again, that's at 10.30. And then Thursday, we have Words and Wiggles, which is our musical story time with lots of movement and musical instruments. So that'll be both the 20th and the 27th at 10.30 on the 28th of April, Friday, we have a screening of Rocky from 3 to 5 p.m. This is part of our Real Readers Teen Film Club. And so this is our second to last movie before the end of the school year, but we're excited to watch Rocky, um, especially since the newest Creed movie has just hit theaters recently. And on Tuesday, the 25th in the evening, we are very excited to have a program all about rocks. And Toby will actually be joining us for this program as she is an expert in rocks um (laughs) she says iffy i say expert she majored in it in college um but this program is called rocks are not boring and we are going to learn all about rocks do experiments with rocks break open some geodes uh read a charming picture book called old rock is not boring and so that is tuesday the 25th from 6 30 p.m to 7 15 p.m and this program is part of a national stem organization called Remake Learning Days, and we're able to host this in partnership with the June Harless Center at Marshall University. So we hope you'll join us for either a story time or Rocks Are Not Boring, or if you're a teen for Rocky on the 28th, and enjoy the rest of your April. Thanks. All right, guys, we're headed back to the show now. Thank you. 
All right, and we're back from those messages, and we're going to jump right into Black Dynamite. So, Josh, tell us why you chose Black Dynamite. Black Dynamite is my happy place. (laughs) (laughs) I love this movie. It, I, you know, I don't know how many times I've watched it over the years, and I still just roll at so many jokes. And I've noticed some new ones too every time. Like, there's always there's so many little nods especially if like if you've seen a decent number of black exploitation movies like coffee or shaft or boxy brown dolomite if you've seen a decent number of those like it's there's a lot of little in jokes and stuff but beyond that i just think it's a brilliant parody i think like naked guns also like one of my kind of go-to just happy movies and the great thing about both of them is the actors play it straight so as far as they're concerned they're in a a shaft. They're in, right. you know, like they're in a real movie, <laughs> and just <laughs> so many just like little cuts. Like Michael Jai White is like, he's a good action star and he's a good martial artist, but he's also like, he's his comedic timing is so good in this. Like, there's so many just like he just gives like these little little glances mm-hmm. and they just they have me rolling. Like when him and the what's her name are, are walking along, and they come across two girls and. They're like playing hopscotch or something, and they stop, and they're like, "How are y'all doing today?" And they're like, and they introduce themselves, and it's like, "My mama, my mama said Black Dynamite was my dad." And the other girl's like, and she said, "My mom said the same thing." And he's like, "Hush, little girls, just go play." <laughs> he looks around, he like literally waves them off. <laughs> I don't know. There's just so many little jokes and things that I use, I still say on a regular basis. I don't know. The movie makes it's just so funny. And I think it's really clever and it's really well made. Like the first time like I watched it, the person I was watching it with was like, how is this movie? Because it looks, they did a really great job mimicking the aesthetic of like 70s, like the grain, the lighting. Oh, yeah. Maybe less so towards the end, but especially like in the first hour or so, like they really mimic that, the, the aesthetic of films mm-hmm. from that era. The split screens and the cross cutting and... Uh, there's a lot of various references in the cuts to like Dolomite and everything. You picked Tammy, so yeah. I wanted to pick something one of my favorite comedies. So this is what I picked. So okay, what did you think? Well, I'm glad you mentioned Tammy, oh um, because this was mm, probably like Tammy was for you for me. Are you for real? Yes. <laughs> you didn't laugh. I mean, there were a couple parts that I might have laughed, but it was one of those things where it it just drug on and I feel like it was and there were spots of it that I felt kind of the same that you felt about Tammy where I didn't care about any of these characters because everything was a joke it was like one big joke well it's a parody I know but it it just didn't hit for me I don't really care about Frank Drebin and Naked Gun but it's still funny right it's, it's different from like you're making like a straight comedy where you know you're not referencing other films or parodying or satirizing you're just making just a just a normal comedy, which right. Tammy is, and I'm supposed to find something in there to latch onto mm-hmm. for the comedy to work. But I mean, Black Dynamite. I mean, I get that it's like I don't think it's long. I think I think it. I mean, it's only eighty some minutes, and it oh just my gosh, flies it felt by. like it was forever. But I mean, it's not necessarily that type of film where you're. It's just cool and fun. Yeah. Well, I think you need the. I feel like Aaron is missing the context. No, I mean, I, I well, got no, no, what no. they were I doing. Well, no, no, no. I understand what you're, but I don't, I mean, have you watched a lot of black exploitation films? I mean, from not the a 70s? lot of them because you know what? I don't like 70s movies. So therefore, you like The Godfather. 
Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but this style movie, I'm, I'm not a fan of anyways. Yeah. So to me, it felt like one of those movies I'm not a fan of, even though they were making fun of those movies, but yeah. they make fun of them by making a movie like it. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's just not as funny. I will give you that they did a good job of making it seem very much 70s. And the aesthetic of it, that was part of the part I found boring. <laughs> but I think... <laughs> Sorry, I'm just thinking of something from the movie. <laughs> you know when he takes it, he, when he gets the guy, he's got the giant magnet from the helicopter, and then he drops it, and then a different, it's a different car <laughs> that explodes. That, and it's the same thing from the beginning, from the earlier in the movie. And then it just cuts back to Michael Jai White laughing mi- maniacally. <laughs> I mean, so like I said, there were, there were definitely funny things in it. And and listen to you talk about it. That's another thing that reminds me of how Tammy is for me. Like, yeah. This is your happy kind of movie that you throw in and watch. Like, Tammy is that for me. And just now, you can sit and think about a scene and laugh. If I started thinking about Tammy, I probably couldn't stop laughing. But the difference, I think, like, so Tammy is trying to be something like Planes, Trains, and Automobiles or something along those lines where it's a I mean, it's basically a road movie, more or less. Right. And it's two people in a car or whatever. Yeah. And it's trying to have, like, a character and a story, mm-hmm. but none of it. None of it hits for you. Yeah. It did for me. But this is, this is not that. Right. Like, have you seen, no, like, it's a different kind of like, movie completely. Naked Gun or Young Frankenstein or no. Blazing Saddles. Mm-mm. There's all... Spaceballs? No. We need some Mel Brooks up in here is what you're saying? Uh, I guess. I've probably seen some other movies that might be good or something. <laughs> Young Frankenstein. That was my attempt at being like, please don't make me watch any of those movies you Uh, just mentioned. Young Frankenstein is not like this. It's a fun, like, Halloween movie. It is. It might be on our Halloween episode. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Mm. it's a parody, but it's like, I mean, both of them are out of love for the genre. It's just different genres. Right. So, like, that one's parodying Universal Monster movies, so it takes over the aesthetic of those films. Yeah. And so it's a lot, it's not as, like, cut as, cut the same way or right. shot the same way, you know. And this well, is, I, th- I think, I mean, I get it, and I totally saw it in this one. I think they did a great job of that. I think that's part of what took me out of it, though. Okay. But that's just because I'm not into those type of movies. Okay. So, this, if you're parodying a movie that you, that I don't enjoy, I feel like I'm not going to enjoy the parody this is, either. So this is something I've thought of. Like, so with any art form, but I definitely think movies, if you know more about the subject or about right. film in general, like, and you understand, I mean, not even in this, which is very, very obvious references, but mm-hmm. like, if it's a good film made by somebody who really knows what they're doing, like there, there's references to other things that influence how this theme is being used in this film versus this, you know. Right. So I feel like the more that you know about a certain subject, the more the more you'll get out of it. Right. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I feel like I know enough about those type of movies that I got most of the references. Like, I got the jokes. I just didn't find them that funny. And it just seemed like it was one long-running joke for, like, five hours. It's like 82 <laughs> minutes. Okay. Well, it felt like five hours. It's literally shorter than an episode of SNL. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't a big SNL person either. Yeah. Mad TV. That's where I it was like at. I like Mad TV. I mean, like I said, there, there were definitely funny parts. I, I really liked that part of, that you already mentioned with the girls. And he's just like, oh, hush, hush, <laughs> hush. Like the woman he was with didn't just hear it. Or yeah. like he had that thing about him that he could just wipe it away, basically. Yeah. Like it wasn't happening. So there were definitely parts that I liked. Well, I'm sorry you didn't like it. That's much. Yeah, it's okay. It I made you watch Tammy. And yeah, yeah. and honestly, that's what I did think about 
through this movie is <laughs> this is how Josh felt watching Tammy. <laughs> that brought you joy. <laughs> yeah, that that did. But I, I could see with this film, like why it's funny to you and, and why you would enjoy it. Like I said, I think it's just one of those things I where get it's why not, you would like Tammy too. Yeah. That's what I say. I mean, it's just, it's different types of comedy completely. And as far as like you were saying, you know, you have to know about the movies and things like that. Although it's not a parody, like the first Scream, they, they did that. They poked fun at horror. Yeah. I mean, the Scream borders on being a parody at times. Yeah. And so I do like parodies. It's just, I prefer them to be something that I know about or that I enjoy. You haven't Um, seen Scary Movie. I have not. Which is just a Scream parody. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Like, yeah. Straight up, like, that's the thing it's parodying the most. You yeah, probably I just like never... It. I've seen clips of it, and I felt like that was enough. I mean, it's not It's good as Black Dynamite or Naked Gun, but it's okay. Like I said, it, it just seemed like one of those movies that I saw the funny clips, and, like, I've seen them, and I, I think they're funny. Okay. But something in me has never been like, hmm... I should put all these together and watch the whole movie. <laughs> you So, like, no part of Richard Nixon wielding nunchucks <laughs> was hilarious to you? I mean... The guy practiced for, like, six weeks. I would yeah. just read that in the trivia also. I, I'll say, like, the, the Nixon finale is my least favorite thing about the movie. I Like, I get it, that, but I mean... No, no, but yeah, like it's, a, still, it's great. Just the idea of, like, Richard Nixon jumping on the desk, flailing nunchucks. Yeah, like, I mean... This is, like, you know... Sheer silliness. Right. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of sheer like silliness that I think is would make people laugh. Yeah. I, I think, like I said, where it, to me it felt like one long joke. I think that's kind of what took me out of it. And for me, it was kind of forgettable. I don't. Oh. Mm-hmm. Like, you've mentioned a couple things. I'm like, oh, I don't remember that. Did you sleep through it? Mm. No, I was awake. Okay. But yeah. it is a kung fu movie, so I thought you might have slept through it. I was paying attention. Nope. There's so many, or a like, kung fu movie. I mean, there's <laughs> like it's it's littered with jokes, but I feel like they're paced really well. Like the the whole thing at the diner where they're figuring out the plot, mm-hmm. it goes on for like an absurd amount of time, which is that's that's the joke, really. Right. And but it still leads to that payoff, and then they go see Gunsmoke, and he's got the little you know, and it's like <laughs> it's so I don't know. I just love this movie so much. <laughs> it makes makes my heart happy. Well, I'm glad it does. That's a good thing. And I love one of the things. So I was just reading the trivia. One of the things I didn't know is Michael Jai White not only playing Black Dynamite, but he's playing the actor who's playing Black Dynamite, Ferrante Jones. And in his background, Ferrante Jones was a running back for the Baltimore uh, Colt, and he ended up breaking his neck in a game. So that's why in the movie, you pay attention. Black Dynamite can't is, can't turn his neck to one side. <laughs> so it's like. I don't know. It's that. It's like that level. You could feel that in the movie, like the deep, like love for what they're making and like how much care went into it. Because this is this is really his big vehicle. Like he came up with the story. He co-wrote the screenplay. He's the star. And they did an animated series after mm-hmm. this too, which I actually haven't seen. But and I think he was involved with that too. And so I don't know. That kind of stuff's really it's really great. And I love like stuff like the boom mic. When did you notice? Like it's early on. Like he's got a scene in like an office. And he's like giving this long speech, and the boom mic. Oh like, yeah. Like kind of makes its way, and then it like touches his head, and he like yeah. looks up like. <laughs> but then he keeps going with the scene, and it's like that. That's just the cut. Like in the in the reality of the they're making this movie. Right. I love that kind of stuff too. Yeah. Like so, I can imagine the the people making the movie that are making the movie 
that are making the movie. I, don't know, it's just, I love it. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I mean, I get it, and I think it's a neat concept. But uh, so were they called the Baltimore more? Oh my gosh, I cannot. Baltimore Colts. Were they called that before they were the Ravens? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> That's what I took from that speech just now. <laughs> I was like, now hmm. we're understanding why you didn't. I didn't. I didn't know they were called the Colts at one time. <laughs> Squirrel. So- for me, like, <laughs> I feel like this is out of the same love and blood of a lot of the Black Dynamite. Feels like Wu Tang Clan made a movie on some level. To like, I feel like there's a yeah. lot of that. I think we talked about this a little bit on our Asian cinema episode. There's a huge overlap in the audience of early kung fu movies. And black exploitation films, and so like those are a big deal in the and a lot in a large portion of like the black community. Yeah, and so that's why you get things well, like Wu Tang Clan or Black Dynamite, where he yeah does kung fu, or well, you get the Boondocks, or you know all these kind of well, and that like when both of them kind of came out at the uh-huh. same like came became popular at the same time, uh-huh. like Bruce Lee flicks like in the early seventies mm-hmm. and the, the Shaft, like those both kind of and they kind of merged at a certain point, right. you know, where it's like it was just expected that the you know the hero of whatever black exploitation movie was also like a martial artist, yeah, yeah. you know, and they could do a roundhouse and well, you know, right. they were movies that had a wide audience that weren't made by or for white people, yeah, which at that time was very like made underground that's why you would get things i mean that's why they have the boom mic hit him on the head is kind of this thing of black exploitation films that sounds like a bad word like because you're using exploitation yeah yeah but they were made by the black community but they were made on a low budget yeah and just by people who were passionate about the craft yeah and a lot of they they couldn't get funding from the major studio so they just went out and made them on their own yeah you know they have just really cool they have a b-movie quality scripts aren't great shots aren't great but they're fun and, and they're they full it, of passion. Yeah, and, and they have the an energy. That's what I mean. Like, yeah. you can make a bad movie, but if you make a bad movie passionately, mm-hmm. yeah. you can feel that in the film. Right. And like, I mean, Troll 2. Troll 2. Yeah. That might, yeah, I guess. The director was passionate about it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can still feel like somebody thought this was a good idea. Yeah. If I watch a B movie and I feel like everyone went to this trying to make the best movie they could make, right? Yeah. That's what makes a good it movie. Makes me want to, yeah. I'm one of, more likely to have an affection of, right? It, you know, that guy yeah. stood there for 16 hours in a in a potted in a plant pot kind of thing. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the main takeaway I have from that. It's like, can we just do that another? Dude stood there all day long <laughs> under under movie lights. In his real shoes that they did not replace for him. Right. (laughs) I feel like, I think it would be fun to do that movie again, (laughs) but make somebody that hasn't seen it watch it. (laughs) Let's see if we can. Well, we have to make them watch Troll first and then Troll 2 so they can be extra blown away by the fact that this is not related at all. I never watched Troll. Yeah. Um, We should, let's try to get the dude and let's go over to LaBelle and let's show Troll 2 for free. We'll do a live podcast with what's his That would be great. The dentist. <laughs> the dentist. Dentist turned actor. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, a, like a good bad movie is fun. Yeah, I agree A bad with that. bad movie is just bad. And I don't right. want to. There's so many of those that are just, you have like a journeyman director and they're just like kind of going through the motions and nobody really cares. Those are probably the movies I always pick. 
I didn't say that. You said that. So it's not untrue. I'm I'm very aware of my picks not being what most people like, but it's what I like. <laughs> so another fun fact about the boom, boom mic scene mm-hmm. is that used to be a thing you would see in movies sometimes, mm-hmm. even nicer mm-hmm. movies. Yeah, oh, because yeah. the projectionist messed up. Right. They didn't like set the film on the right way, and it would like slip. But even like that, like the. Just seeing like the boom mic coming in the frame is funny, mm-hmm. but it's it's like the extra little mile they go. It's like that he keeps giving the speech and then he just kind of looks right looks up and it looks he's like kind of distracted, but he comes back down. Mm-hmm. That's what like all these little, little movements he does just crack me up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked his way of carrying out the jokes and things like that. Yeah, and like I said, I mean, it, I wouldn't say I felt as harsh about this movie as you did, Tammy. Like, I wasn't hoping everybody died just so it ended or anything. <laughs> yeah. Are we going to throw some more thoughts about Black Dynamite? Do you have anything else to say? No, I just want to kind of quote it for about another 80 minutes. Oh, I just okay. want to react it, reenact the entire <laughs> film. And uh, then explain why it's funny to Aaron. Explain why it's yeah. funny. <laughs> I just want to, yeah. We should do a live version of this. We'll just do a live commentary, but we'll watch the movie. I'll pause it periodically and be like this is a reference to this this is why this is funny <laughs> why aren't you laughing <laughs> so we'll hook him up to like one of those ghostbuster things where i zap him every time he yeah. doesn't laugh i think well i go. think it's also one of those where if you watch it with someone who really enjoys it and they're laughing like it makes it a more enjoyable film over yeah, yeah. possibly i'd hope some movies are best watched <laughs> in groups at least at least we know like if we need to torture each other what movies to play how does this rank for you? Like, as far as... I don't know. About like all the others, I didn't like it. No, I'm just kidding. Wow. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, it was... More I or mean, less than Mulholland Drive. It's Mulholland Drive, the oh, bottom of the barrel. Yeah, that's still, I think, the bottom. Yeah. The number eight best movie of the last 25 years on the site. No, you? on the site and oh. sound, like, critics and directors poll. Mm. Is, I don't know. Agree- no, that's of all time. That's of all time. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you've ever noticed, but I don't usually agree with the critics and directors. <laughs> if they like it. I don't think Tammy's on there. Mm-mm. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. <laughs> if if it has really good ratings on the interwebs, then that means I don't like it probably. No, but I mean, I think this movie would be okay, like background noise. Okay. What's your favorite scene? I mean, if I could remember any of them. That we haven't talked about. Again, did you sleep? No. <laughs> I don't see how this is not memorable. Hey, to me, it was like just it, not so memorable. Many memorable moments. I don't, I mean, it was just like him running around and screaming dynamite a lot. It's not. I mean, that's in the soundtrack, but it's That's not. how I felt. <laughs> oh. Um, I don't, I don't know. I mean, we, I feel like we mentioned the funniest things in the movie. Those are some funny things. There's so many other ones. Like, yes, but like remember, start, I didn't find it funny. <laughs> I don't know. I could just quote this whole movie. I love it. So here's a fun fact. The opening scene, which features an African-American actor using an affected quasi-English accent and precise diction while delivering his lines in a play, is based on several well-known actors who are featured in black exploitation films yet got their roots in Shakespeare, such as William Marshall, who is the star of Blackula. He starred in eight different productions of Othello before... Hmm. Um, before doing Blackula. Blackula is fun too. That's a good movie. Yeah. That was the other thing. And I think with Extradition films is you had a lot of actors that were great dramatic yeah. actors right. playing 
you know, ridiculous parts. Yeah, dolomite, black, like you know, black dynamite type characters or like almost caricatures of like people instead of real feeling people. It's like interesting because it's like it wasn't that they weren't talented; it was just the the genre, right? Yeah, I mean, and those are they could get a role in those movies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, where there's they're not going to get a role in you know Kramer versus Kramer or whatever, right? Yeah, it's not just like a stereotypical role. Yeah, you know, and and that's what I said. Like I I got that part of the movie where it was you know playing off of that and and all the jokes. Most of the jokes I got, it was just I I don't know. I just didn't find them funny. (laughs) Okay, but I mean, You you didn't laugh at. That's about kung fu treachery. I, I don't know. It just felt like it was a one joke and then him throwing like little one liners all the time. I just felt like it was the same thing over and over and over. Okay. Which are wonderful. I think that yeah. it's a crime that Michael Jai White has not done more like comedies like this. Yeah, because he's so like his comedic timing so is so good. funny. Just the little like glances he gives or just yeah. that, I mean I enjoyed his performance of that character. Yeah. Okay, uh, yeah that's and that's what thing. I say. Like, I can, even when I hate a movie, there is, I appreciate things in a movie. What did you like about Mulholland Drive? I liked when it ended. <laughs> well, feelings are similar to Tammy. <laughs> so I feel like Mulholland Drive is more like Tammy. This is somewhere in the middle, probably for you. There are lots of movies you Yeah, like. but I, I mean, I think, like, comedy to comedy, this is Josh's kind of comedy, and Tammy is my kind of comedy. Yeah. I think it was I think it was good that we followed that up followed yeah. Tammy up with your your kind of comedy. I, yeah, I mean this is like one kind of comedy I like. I just like like more of like a straight comedy is gonna be something like like I said, like planes and trains. Right. Or quirks yeah, or something like that. Or it's, it's more smart. Right. <laughs> Feels like it's written by a human being that has, you know, an emotional range that's now, more see, than, I feel the same about Tammy. <laughs> I think there's something like Tammy does. I'm just going to keep talking about Tammy. Damn, Tammy. <laughs> there's no authenticity to Tammy. Have you ever seen Planes, Trains, and Automobiles? Mm-mm. If you don't get a little choked up at the end. I don't like to get choked up. Yeah, but that movie's going to make you get choked up. Okay. I almost choked up on Tammy. At the end, it's so sad when she stop, calls her stop. fat and it's a failure. It is. And then you think she's dead. All right, we're going to end the podcast. <laughs> let's, uh, let's move on. To next but week. So, so, <laughs> but to end the the Tammy discussion, I mean, like I said, Black Dynamite is something, I think it has funny moments, and and some of the jokes are funny, and therefore, I could throw it on in a background type situation, and I think it would be, you know, okay. Okay. I could throw Tammy in the dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> and then set the dumpster on fire, and then push it into a volcano. I feel like I need a Tammy shirt. <laughs> and you would just love it every time I wore it. Then put the shirt in the dumpster. With me. <laughs> it's now you. the Josh podcast. <laughs> this will just be a Tammy-less podcast. Yeah. But overall, I mean, for real, I did, like I was saying, with following a comedy I really liked in oh, Tammy, yeah. uh, following it up with a comedy you really liked, I enjoyed that. And and that's why I said I could feel throughout the movie like this is how Josh felt watching <laughs> Tammy, and but I knew at the same time how much you thought it was funny, yeah. and that made it interesting to me. Okay, I like I like to see our differences, and I think it's, I mean, makes the, the podcast make, it nice. makes the world go around. That's right. 
All kinds of kind. We, All wouldn't right. be, we, we, we wouldn't have a podcast if you had good taste. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, honestly, what if I like the same movies as you? I know. It'll just be like a boring discussion. We do horror movies every so often to give you two a break from hating yeah, each true. other. Those are good. So I guess that brings us to the end of our discussion about Black Dynamite. And I guess we'll go jump right into our movies for next time. Yeah. So what'd you pick? What are you picking? It has to go first. Why do I have to go first? Because what the, my, pick, my pick is a, re- a reaction to your pick. Oh, okay. You're not supposed to know what I'm picking, remember? Yeah, whatever. Okay, well, you know this time. I am going to choose <laughs> actually a new movie, Cocaine Bear. <laughs> <laughs> I love the joyful little kid giggle. <laughs> I absolutely, the title. I absolutely love the movie. I can't wait to. I've only seen it the one time in theaters, so I absolutely cannot wait to watch it again. I actually wanted to go to the theaters a second time, but nobody would go a second oh. time. I'm watching it this weekend as part of our Walpurgis Nacht celebration. I don't know what words you just said. <laughs> <laughs> it's bonfire night. It's a it's pray, a pagan to, holiday, but oh. really it's a Joe Bob thing. Yeah. So okay. my one more friend's coming. Can you say it again? Walpurgis Nacht. That's what I heard. I just didn't know it was a real word. Well, it's Walpurgis Night, which is bonfire night. Oh. It's, it, you light bonfires to give away evil spirits. And then you frolic in the woods. But that's not what we're doing. What we're doing is watching bad horror movies. I don't know that that's... If you create a bonfire, can I give you our copy of Tammy? Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) No, I won't be burning any library materials in the bonfire. So that's what I'm doing this weekend. But anyway. Oh, yeah. But Cocaine Cocaine Bear. Bear is on the list because it's the right... We have a friend that we exclusively watch movies that are stupid. Um. Yeah. With and cocaine bear fits that. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and it, it is does. definitely it's yeah. like the horror comedy genre, mm-hmm. but I, it's heavy on the comedy. I think okay. cocaine bear is what I'm picking for you, Josh. Yep. What are you picking for me? So what I'm going to pick for you is a similar creature feature horror comedy. It's not crawl, is it? No, because you've seen that. Yeah, I know. And again. As we've as we've shown time and time again, your taste is questionable. You did not like Crawl. <laughs> well, even at one point, Tarantino was like, that's my favorite movie of the year. I'm going to pick a classic. Absolute stone cold classic. Tammy. <laughs> Please stop before you make Josh quit the podcast. <laughs> that is great. I'm sorry. It was just perfect timing. You said it. You set it up, man. Okay, go ahead. An instant classic or something. I'm picking American Werewolf in London. Oh, okay. that's okay. a good one. Which is a horror comedy that's equal parts both and has a lot of really terrific dramatics, like subtext too. Okay, so there'll be a lot to talk about. I'm I very like, excited. I like this the horror my, comedy this genre. is one of my favorite films of all time. I okay. love this movie. Really oh, it always makes me nervous when you say that. The pressure's on. <laughs> no, like just it. because usually I don't like it when you say that. <laughs> You'll like it. The werewolf transformation scene's great. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, maybe still like the... Like that and The Thing, the best practical effects yeah. on film. The Thing had amazing practical effects. Yeah. Well, I think... I think it sounds good. I think uh, we got some creature features, some horror yeah. comedy. Yeah, I think it'll be a fun episode. I think so. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I, for once, I'm looking forward to watching one of your movies. Whatever. <laughs> no, there's been once a couple. Once every blue moon. Yeah, there's been a couple. Yeah. Okay. 
So I guess come back to listen to our discussion about the creature features that we have chosen for next time. Mm -hmm. But until then, I'm Aaron. I'm Josh. And this has been The Real Opposites. Dynamite! 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 <laughs> <laughs>